the Ranger Creed is recited by a formation of Rangers at a ceremony, you will always hear the narrator say, will all Rangers, past and present, please join as we recite the Ranger Creed. Every Ranger will stand, and as they say those six stanzas, they are transformed back to a time when they had the pleasure and the burden of this brotherhood. That feeling is hard to describe. However, it's one that never leaves you. It's a connection that spans the globe and can be reignited when you hear the phrase, hey Ranger, what battalion were you from? Amongst this formation, there are Rangers that stand out. They are legends of this elite organization, and when their names are spoken, people instantly have a story and for a moment, relive it. Legends of the 75th Podcast wants to capture that feeling and those stories. We want to ensure that these legends, triumphs, and sacrifices never fade away. So sit back with your favorite adult beverage and listen to the stories from the Legends of the 75th. Hey, welcome everybody. One, I really appreciate everybody that is signing up for exclusive membership, listening to the full episodes. If you're just listening to this in a trailer, highly encourage you to get signed up. Link uh, is in the show notes, all over social media and everything else. Sign up for exclusive membership on Red Circle, which will give you access on whatever podcast streaming platform that you're using. But I really appreciate everybody that's already signed up. Uh, we're getting a lot of traction. We're getting a lot of momentum and we're getting some amazing guests. And today I have one of those guests and a very, very interesting background. And we'll kind of dive into it and we'll talk about it as we go through the episode. But I have Chief Warrant Officer 2. Timothy Torres, or as he's commonly known as Tito. Everybody calls him Tito. And, uh, you know, before everybody's like, why oh, you got a warrant officer on here? Listen, everybody needs some love, but he has some background and he has, uh, you know, a lot of time and enlisted rank. He grew up in Charlie Company and Deco in 275. He came into the Army in 2005. Or I'm sorry, that's when he attended RIP um, and joined the Army. And then he got nine deployments. He also has two Bronze Stars, two ARCOMs for Valor and two joint service accommodation medals with Valor as well. Spent most of his time in 275, but then also spent 18 months in RHQ. And we'll also talk about some of the projects he's working on, one of which is Voice of Two Nations. We'll talk about that as we go through the episode. But with that said, and everybody tuning in, Timothy Torres. Chief, how are you doing? Mike, I appreciate it. It's, a, it's an absolute <laughs> honor and and humbling to uh, to be asked to be here, so I, I appreciate you taking the time to, to have a conversation. You know, I want to I want to talk about you know your time in regiment, but the other thing, and I just kind of want to give because I know this part will be in the initial trailer that we release of why I really really wanted to sit down with you, is because when we think of well, two different factors. Okay, one is you are the one that kind of made me aware that, hey, there's a fifth generation of Rangers that you need to take into account. And that's those guys that joined after September 11th and are currently serving. They have a completely different perspective than guys that were in before September 11th, never served in September 11th. And I'm like, holy crap, you're absolutely right. So that's one. The other reason is, is because, and I think most people that are probably dialing in, in some shape or fashion, whether it was in the 75th or not, the war in Afghanistan, the global war on terrorism affected a majority of their adult life. And, you know, with the thing that happened with the Afghan crisis, for a lot of people, they're still searching for closure of some sort, you know, or a way to get involved or, or, or something that's going on because of the relationships that were formed with the American counterparts, 
partners and everything else, but then also the Afghan people and the Afghan counterparts. And that's why I wanted to bring you on because I know you're doing some amazing work in that space um, and helped on a lot of the Afghan crisis as well. So let's just start at the beginning. Let's start at Ranger Regiment. Why did you want to be a Ranger? Yeah. And, and you know, like you had mentioned, I think I'm the first guest that you've had that, that's post 9-11. Um, so I don't have as, as much time as some, some of those. Yeah, it's all been there. old dudes. Old dudes so far. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you, when you asked me to come on, I was, I was pretty hesitant, uh, cause I, I don't put myself, uh, in, you know, I was an average ranger that got to serve during a extraordinary time. And I got to walk among giants for, for a long time. But when we, when we got to talking of, of what the goal and, and some of the purpose of it could be is, is that GWAT generation. And so, you know, nine 11 was big for me and everyone that came in, I think post nine 11, there was a lot that went to ranger regiment to what's the quickest way to get to the war, what's the hardest thing you have? And when I was looking, 9-11 happened when I was in high school. And for me, that was that was it. I knew I was gonna join. Um, I felt like I owed it to the country. And, and remember my junior and senior year, a lot of the, the, the current generation um, would be too young to remember, you guys were you know taking casualties in Iraq and it was on the news every night. And I'm this 17 year old kid, that, what, am I, what am I doing? Um, and, and I knew I had to go, I had to go fight. And so, like many, and I think some stories have been told, I was initially attracted to the Marine Corps. Um, that's how I thought I could get to the war the quickest. It is unbelievable how many, <laughs> how many people that have been on the podcast have said that. Like they've either said, hey, they've, they've either bribed a, or bluffed with a recruiter saying, hey, I'll join the Marine Corps if you don't give me what I want. Or I was kind of thinking about the Marine Corps as well. It's amazing how many have said that. Oh, I mean, I, I fall right in line. I wanted, thought I wanted to be a scout sniper. And, and was kind of heading towards that direction. And, and the Marine Corps was out one day. Army guy was there and was like, hey, why don't you come have a chat with me? Uh, and he showed me a range of recruiting video. You know, and that was it. He was like, what do you want to do? I said, how fast can I, can I get deployed? How can I get to the war? Um, and I didn't really know what the Ranger Regiment was at the time. You know, I, I had heard what a Ranger is. Um, Pat Tillman was, was in the news uh, my senior year. And that was a big, kind of a really big impact on me as well as why I went to the Ranger Regiment. Um, and once the mix of Tillman and the recruiter showed me the video, I was like, yep, that's it. That's what I want to go do. Um, and, and I signed up with an 11 X-ray contract and uh, shipped off after after high school um, to, to join the war. Um, so the Ranger Regiment was about challenging myself and trying to get into the war and to be part of something that that was was the hardest thing you have. Little did I know I was going to be humbled over the next 12 years. <laughs> yeah, right. Humbled every day. That's for damn sure. So. This is, you know, one of the focal points, you know, of, of kind of having you on. We talk about coming to Ranger Regiment, which is intimidating for every single one of us. I don't think there was anybody that like held their head high and was like, I got this, you know, walking in, you know, through that behind that brown fence. Uh, but doing it where the war was very much on everybody's mind. Uh, you know, you talk 2005, you talk about Iraq. That's the start of the major, major casualties taken there. You know, Afghanistan, things are crazy and going sideways there. But then you know you're going to an organization and you got to put your money where your mouth is. You said, I want to be deployed. Well, guess what? You are going to be deployed. There was no doubt about it. You know, so the intimidation and just showing up to Ranger Regiment, what was that like? What was going through your heads and what was some of the experiences you had, man? Yeah. So, you know, basic training was basic training. You know, rip, rip sucks. Rips, you know, it, it, it was not fun, but there wasn't an option in my head of quitting. You know, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't going to quit. Um, the first three months in Ranger Regiment, 
were the hardest three months of my career <laughs> when it comes to just the expectation and how fast things were, were thrown at me. And I got there on rear D on the Bremen Barraza trip. And so I got there when you guys were forward. So I have a group of spec fours that just got back from school that are angry and in great shape. I have two E5s in rear T. And so my life consisted of, uh, you know, up until midnight doing equipment and mag changes in the old Seco bar. And then the spec fours would rotate, destroy us every morning. And it was, it was awesome. Well, it was miserable, but uh, it was intimidating. And we knew, hey, wait until you meet your platoon, wait until you meet your platoon. It's only going to get worse. Then I met my platoon and I was in one Charlie and there are some legends that absolutely influenced my career right away. Yeah. You know, Jeremiah Condon was my first platoon star. Yeah, you cannot pick legend. a guy that is straight up out of a movie of just how legendary he is. And, and we've, we've gotten to talk a few times in the last couple of years and connect and I'm still intimidated by that individual, but I mean, he's a great human being and a fantastic ranger. he went on and did some amazing things. Um, but that's my first platoon star. And my first squad leaders was Chris Masters. And so that is my example of what a ranger was when, when, when I first got introduced to my platoon. And, you know, we talk about on rear D, you know, there wasn't enough time, not a lot of training. So they were keeping us busy. And I was dreading that first train cycle. And we got there and South Star Masters at the time, Sergeant Major now, there was no time for that. It was yeah. time to start training. Yeah. And, and it was time to get after it. And we had to either learn or fast or, or, or you were going to, you know, you were going to move on. You were going to get our, you either keep up or you were going to move on. Um, and it was about, it was about getting ready to, to go to war. Um, and so that first train cycle, I mean, looking, I made a lot of mistakes. I barely knew where I was on target half the time. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't pretty sure I didn't remember my name on some of the targets, but I'm running around following, you know, guys like Chris Masters and, and guys like Sergeant Condon. And that, that first train cycle started to show me what the expectation is. I can only imagine, you know, you, you talk about a platoon coming back, you know, from a deployment and, you know, so they just, they went through a training cycle, they deployed, they're firing on all cylinders, you know, because they just did what they were trained to do and what they were training to do for three months. And then coming back and getting thrown into that, you know, from the very beginning and not knowing anything other than, you know, the basic stuff that you were taught um, and getting thrown into the mix of that and trying to keep up, knowing your ability to keep up physically, mentally, in every single way, if you don't do it, you're going to be gone. You're going to be cut from the team. You're not going to make the team and how intimidating that was. Yeah. And so that first train cycle came to an end and, you know, I, I worked my butt off and, and I felt like I didn't respond on deployment and a couple of issues happened at Ranger school with a few of the more senior guys. Cause back, you know, we were stacking seniority yeah. at the time to go to Ranger school. And a couple guys had gotten, you know, failed pre-ranger, ended up getting RFS, you know, a couple of issues. And, and the, the, the reaction to that was, hey, we're not doing seniority. We're doing a PT test tomorrow and we're picking who's going to school. I scored well on the PT test, mostly because I was getting destroyed on rear D. Um, <laughs> but I scored well at the end of the train cycle, probably two months before that deployment. The guys were heading to Iraq and I got put on the range school list. And I was devastated. I was heartbroken. And, you know, back then, and you didn't really, you didn't talk to the platoon sergeant without, you know, you go to your team leader. You don't talk to the squad leader without going to your team leader. You don't go to the squad. You know, you got to use that chain of command very much so. And I went to my team leader. I said, hey, can I talk to the platoon sergeant? I went to the squad leader. Hey, can I talk? He's like, okay, if you want to. And I went and begged and pleaded 
uh, start calling him to, hey, I need to get to war. Just as silly to say now, but we all thought the war was coming to an end. Yeah, you know, we didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know it was going to go on for I, that. I was going to get another, you know, nine chances. Um, and Condon told me something that I still carry to this day. He's like, Tito, if you're meant to get your war, you'll get your war, but be careful what you wish for. Mm. And, and I got my war. Um, and you know, there, we'll, we'll, we'll get to some of the bad days, but, um, so I ended up missing that first deployment going to ranger school. Um, and, and I, my first deployment was as a spec four with, with Dave McDowell and Ian Peebles. And, and that happened, you know, the rotation after. So, but I missed that first rotation. Uh, but after that, didn't miss another one. So you come back from Ranger School, everybody's happy and you're happy because you're every Ranger tab, but now you got PFCs and privates walking around with CIBs and scrolls. Oh no, I was still I was I was still a cherry bitch. <laughs> oh, I had man. I had no respect. It was a worse position to be in as a tab spit for with no deployment, especially some of those guys. You know, all my team winners were on winter strike or you know, red wings. I mean, that was their legends in that platoon. And I'm a tab. Tab spec for no deployments. I mean, I was embarrassed for a while there. Um, and, and I was itching to get after it and itching to get after it. And I was too, I was rushing too hard. I told you I want to be a Ranger team leader. Um, yeah. with, but I didn't have the experience. I didn't have the reps yet. And I, I wasn't ready yet. And and Dave McDowell's the one that kind of grabbed me by the scruff of my neck and was like, You got work to do. Let's let's get after it. And he kind of pulled me under his wing. Him and him and Ian Peebles and, and Ian Peebles is one of still a mentor and very close to me. Um and losing losing Mac is is what kept me in the army, and, and we can explore that uh, if you want. This was an excerpt of the Legends of the Seventy Fifth podcast. If you want to listen to the entire episode, go to the show notes and sign up for exclusive membership. Why are we charging? Some of the guests want to know that their stories have a level of protection and can share freely without it being available to the general public. To produce a professional product, it costs money. Your subscription helps us ensure we keep it to the level of what's expected from this elite organization. The podcast is the first phase. We plan to add videos, apparel, Ranger history blog, and more episodes each month. So as Legends grows, you will get more bang for your buck. We don't want to interrupt or muddle episodes with sponsorship clips or ads. Your support is much appreciated. We look forward to building this exclusive group with your support. Rangers lead the way.